Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for being here. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major platforms, and our website, fortworthroots.com. You can stream it straight off of there. Or you can find us at YouTube. Just look for Fort Worth Roots. We're on there as well. This is a variety interview podcast. We interview people from all walks of life. Our guest today is a return guest from episode 15. Last time I saw this dude, we were at his place on the other side of DFW. We did a recording for Fort Worth Roots, and he actually had me on as a guest for his podcast, Some of All Fears. If y'all haven't checked that out, find it on all the major podcast players. Same as Fort Worth Roots, Some of All Fears. Please give it up for our good friend, Ryan Perio. Thank y'all for being here. Let's start the show. This is this is Morgan's dog. This okay. is Brindle, and she is a Maltese poodle mix. I think Morgan will be very mad at me if I just got that wrong, but I believe that's the correct blend. It, it definitely has a Maltese face. Yeah, but poodle snoot. Like yeah. I can tell, I can see like the poodleish <laughs> face, but she's got like more Maltese hair, where it's, whereas a Maltese is more soft and like I guess thread, yeah. whereas a poodle is tight curls. Maltese's are mean as shit. That's all I know. That's probably the poodle. Maltese are usually Maltese are usually pretty skittish, huh? And so the anxiety plus poodles are very. My mom's poodle was very aggressive. When like, we were living downtown Fort Worth, there was a neighbor, and she had a full blood Maltese, and that thing was the most aggressive little asshole I'd ever met. So maybe that was just a one off. Yeah. Okay. My <laughs> my ex had a Maltese, and he would it literally took that it would not warm up to anyone and for it it literally like three times after it met me just like saddled up with me like next to me like laid next to me it would get in my lap and she's like i'm like it just recognizes that i have no like i'm not afraid of anything or i i live in fear just like it and it's like yeah let's bond together (laughs) you want to be afraid that way i will sit next to you and have your back and be afraid this way both just be terrified of everything yeah i mean like the cat (laughs) The cat would attack it nonstop because of how f- afraid it was. Yeah. It would the cat would sense that fear and be like, get away, you know. <laughs> well, how's the how's the podcast going? That was the uh, most recent, and you can take a drink, man. You were like just about to take a drink, and then <laughs> it's okay. I am going to release episode sixty one. Sixty one. Okay, yeah. great. So I've done every week. Damn, man, that's great. That's I know how hard that is to commit to. So. <laughs> It's definitely been like, I've been blessed that uh, one of my interviews was an artist and she had an art show uh-huh. and she wanted me to do the live podcast at the art show and I started interviewing artists. Nice. And they were just long enough that I could segment them out uh-huh. and make each kind one an episode. And, kind of a series. Yeah. yeah. And also they were so well, like I could only, I didn't have to take two pieces and mold them together. Like uh-huh. I didn't take two tracks. I could just take one track yeah whether it was theirs or mine uh and it would sound like two tracks blended together so the editing was real easy yeah that's I could, awesome i didn't have to i didn't have to edit much i would just yeah uh, the editing part like i i made a post about you coming over today but 
the point of the post was I've been doing nothing but editing podcasts all day. I got up at eight o'clock and that's all I've done till about 30 minutes before you got here. It takes time. It is yeah. it's so time consuming. And the longer the episode, the longer the recording, the longer the editing takes. And then the rendering process, trying to get it to produce a video once you're done, that takes, I mean, I've got a laptop in there yeah. right now trying to make a video. It's been rolling for an hour. It's got another two hours to go. Yeah, because you do a video, that's right. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of little learning uh, moments doing this stuff, but I like, I'll, I'll go back and I'll listen to like my first episode or my second episode, and it's just it's so cringy, it's hard to get through. Like, yeah. I can hardly listen to it. And uh, now that the audio is a little more on point, I figured out how to kind of smooth everything out in post-production through Audacity. It, yeah. It's a lot better, a lot easier to listen to. And then me, myself, I've gotten a lot better. Um with things like that, the ums and the ahs and things like that. <laughs> yeah. I, as a comic, I've, I've worked on that just because I don't like to say that even, I don't even like to say like. Right. I try to, to take those out and explain what I want to say, but I, I will have other hiccups. Like there's a, like I said, pop up constantly. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your comedy's gotten any... Have you made any improvements to your comedy? How's that feeling? Oh, yeah. Because you were locked up for six months or so whenever I met with you the first time. Yeah. Uh, it's going really well. And I've also added another comedy club, the Looney Bin, to my, uh, I guess... Repertoire. Yeah. And List so, of venues. So I've done Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Little Rock, Arkansas, and Wichita, Kansas. Is Looney Bin up in OKC? Yes. Okay, there's I think one. Kate was telling us about that one when there's, she came down. Yeah, Kate Greyhouse. But yeah, the Looney. There's two clubs. There's Bricktown, and then there's Looney Bend. Maybe it was Bricktown she was talking about. Yeah, Bricktown is is right downtown in Oklahoma City in the Bricktown okay. area. Yeah, and Looney Bend's is out closer to the lake. This is gonna upset somebody if they're from OKC, but do you notice when you pull into OKC, it always smells terrible, like that that river right there. I've been up to OKC maybe three times, and there's something about that river there. Whenever you're crossing that that bridge going into town, yeah, so bad. I've never. I don't have. <laughs> I don't have my windows down or anything, so I'm. I'm not really taking in the. That's a good point. Last time I went up there, I was on the bike, so yeah, full blast. I haven't spent a lot of time up there though. Like I said, I've been probably three times, but now that you're telling me there's a comedy club up there, I'm like, oh, we gotta make a trip. Yeah, I mean, it's four it's, hours away, isn't it? Yeah, it's four, three to four hours, and yeah. I would say you know it's a good weekend like that. You can do the Bricktown Walk and everything. That's kind of like a like kind of their version of the River Walk in San Antonio. Right. Yeah. Do they have it done up like that, like San Antonio? Yeah, like it's a walkway and stuff, and it's about three or two or three miles. Mm. And you just walk it. It's really cool. And like access to restaurants from the river, that's yeah. cool. I uh, we were downtown, well, not downtown, Stockyards off of Exchange Street, and they've got that whole new. I don't know if you've been down there. There's a whole new strip of restaurants. They took old buildings like the brick, I, I don't know, uh, mm -hmm. Stockyard Stables or whatever, and they revitalized uh, everything. So the old structure, the brick, is still there, but like they gutted it, built like stores, and they have storefronts. It's really nice. But it's using that existing building from, you know, 100 years ago. Cool idea. Um, they've got a brewery down there that literally, whenever they pour you a tap, it's coming straight out of the, uh, the vat from from the brew in the back, the distillery. 
Um, but anyway, all that to say, we walked through that thing, checked it out, really nice venue. And in the back, there's a drop-off. And we went down there, and there's a creek. And it wraps around the new... Uh, shit, I forgot the name of that new hotel. The, oh, Drover. The mm-hmm. Drover Hotel, like $380 a night minimum. Uh, very nice. Never going to stay there. Yeah. <laughs> but this river uh, runs through it, and it's, it's a creek. It's a creek that probably comes off the Trinity. But, like, you can tell at one point that probably is what they were going for it was like a san antonio river walk thing yeah and it's just it's a mess like nobody's cleaned it up everything's overgrown looks like shit but yeah. it could be really cool yeah so. that's one thing i think in dallas they wanted to do too like they wanted to do that on maine or elm is to have like a a, a river in yeah. the middle of the street why not yeah <laughs> it's like but i mean it's just it's cool if it's there like you know it's it's something to have but yeah you can do other things in downtown Dallas. Right. Yeah. That can be somebody else's thing. Katie Trail. I've never really gotten to explore that to the the fullness of that thing, but apparently you can take Katie Trail, ride your bike, and just spend all day, probably 30, 40 miles on this Katie Trail, mm-hmm. hitting up restaurants, bars, and all sorts of fun yeah, stuff. because it goes past Mockingbird Station, too. Like, they got a bridge that goes over the freeway. Right. I've seen that. That's cool. That, that, yeah. There's your thing. Don't make a river. That's somebody else's thing. Yeah. Just... <laughs> But I mean, just make it even more accessible. Like, I feel like when you go to downtown Dallas, it's just not a place to just to walk around and hang out. Like, they don't, it doesn't have any kind of cool. Right. Like, that's Deep Ellum does that. It's like right down, you know, I'll go, I'll go four more blocks at Deep Ellum. It seems more conducive to let's get out of your car and walk. Yeah. Um, I, me and Deep Ellum haven't talked in a long time because last time I was there, they broke into my car. Still bitter. <laughs> I think that was right before I you, you did a recording. Is that you I did? was bitter about it then. I'm bitter about it now. I'll never forgive them. If I ever go back, though, I will Uber there. I don't care how much it costs. It's cheaper than having your car broken into. Well, you have a motorcycle now. They can't break the, into oh, that. Yeah, they'll just carry that damn thing away into the like tree line. It'll disappear. <laughs> so what made you get a motorcycle? Um, it was cheap. I've, I've been riding motorcycles since like 2011. Okay. And so when I moved down to Austin, I had a company truck. So I sold my truck. So that's gone. I, and the goal was, okay, I'm down here in Austin. I'm making good money. Let me try to get my financial life in mm-hmm. order. So I've got a company truck. I don't need this truck. So I sold it. And uh, anyway, so whenever I decided that I was coming back to Fort Worth. Bye bye company. Bye bye company truck. And so I had X number of dollars in the bank. I'm like, well, let me just get a motorcycle. I'll just do that for a little bit. So I started looking online, you know, used motorcycles, $3,000, $4,000. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But everything I found, it was like, man, that's going to break down. Like, that's definitely not going to make it far. So then I stopped into a Kawasaki dealership Mm -hmm. on the way to a Harley dealership. It's like, oh, let me hit this one up and then I'll go to Harley next. And I walked into this thing and a brand new Kawasaki bike was $9,000. 2021, got the bags, got the back seat, the floorboards, the pegs, the windscreen. I'm like, 9,000? I mean, 10,000. And I think tax title and license, it was closer to 12. But I'm like, why don't I just take the money I got, throw it on this and have a brand new vehicle? So that's what I did. Okay. But now winter's coming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm starting to like reevaluate that decision. I'm like, yeah, I've got a brand new vehicle that I'm not going to be able to operate probably for a month and a half. 
here pretty soon, which is a good thing about Texas. You can yeah. almost run that motorcycle year round. But if we have a winter like we did last year, yeah, I'm gonna be walking. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody's gonna be anywhere if it, we have a winter like last year. Yeah, I've I've talked to enough people now that I've decided that it was worse in Austin than it was up in Fort Worth. Like we were out without power or water uh, for three solid days, and then we didn't get water back for like a week. It was crazy. Was it like that here? Uh, it wasn't for. It was for uh, some people. I did not have that problem. I, I guess I'm on the same grid as maybe some something that had to keep going. Right. Because I never lost power. I kept the heat on because I was like, well, if it goes down, I want this place to stay warm as long as possible. Yeah. So you kept it up. I kept it up, but I didn't keep it like ridiculously up. Like yeah. it was like 70 degrees and I was double layered and just watching Netflix or whatever was yeah. on in editing podcast and there you go because i had done like recorded an episode with somebody like the night before everything froze like we were yeah. it was just when like that sunday when fort worth had like the 200 250 like 250 car pile up oh shit yeah and and i and it's right here it's like right here at 35 yeah. and 820 and i was like i know that area i know that it will you know because you have that little bend it doesn't on the map it looks like it's nothing but then you get to it and you have this much visibility and you can't see until you get around that bend and it's like every time there's stop traffic and you gotta like yeah and i'm like and, and you can't tell if it's ice weather that's you're, you're you don't know until it's too late yeah yeah um, it was awful Bad deal and a bunch of people died too yeah. right like what it, was the count i don't remember the count but dozens I, wasn't it it's terrible yeah and that was you said that was 820 and 35 yeah right over here yeah. at 820 and 35 and i'm like that's that here it's in that spot it, it isn't because i have a friend that lives another comic that lives in north tarrant and we were driving to austin to do a gig like south austin like canyon lake and yeah we were going down that road and it's like man this is you know it's a little bit tricky visibility especially yeah. when the sun's going down or anything like that it's kind of right in your eyes mm -hmm. and it was like I can see how that would be no one why no one in when you do realize it you, if you got ice on the road you might as well have no brakes and yeah yeah that's how that works <laughs> doesn't matter if it's four wheel drive or whatever you hit ice there's nothing for it to grab onto except yeah. that tree in front of you yeah so what do you got going on after this going on after this I don't have much for the holidays because uh, I, I work so much over the summer like from May to August I was steady I would steady at least every other weekend or most weekends be working and then other things trickled in like in August I you know only had one week and then it just turned into the full month I just worked at somewhere mm -hmm. like it was Addison Improv Hyenas Dallas or you know Wichita I knew about but then it went to Hyenas you know Addison Improv needed an MC the next week then I did a show in Midland Texas with uh, Cam Bertrand. Jesus, that's a drive. Yeah. And then, that's your hometown, right? Well. Calissa Odessa. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't claim it. Um, elementary school. Okay. Midland. And then high school and early adulthood, Abilene. So, okay. I hardly remember Midland at this point. But yeah, I, I did a show out there like a week. And then after that, Hyenas Dallas needed somebody 
and then you know it's like you've been doing a lot at the improv right yeah i've done a few shows and then they have they'll have these one night one-off nights and stuff where like thursday i was at hyenas fort worth and i was just there to i was going to edit my podcast i was like all right you know i'm going to wait for the open mic while i'm here basically doing nothing i'll go ahead and get some editing done and i guess a comic didn't show so they were like well could you go out I was like, yeah i can for you know a day's you know just to fifty dollars just to be there yeah. is that how you got your foot in the door with them or no i oh, just okay i did all their open mics and i just the son of the owner was booking fort worth at some point and they needed an opener after randy passed me in 2000 late 2008 early 2009 and so i'm like i'm an opener and i'm like i'm just sitting here like how do i get how to who you know this, hey if you need an opener you know i'm available nudge nudge you wink, wink. and it was like this was like in january february and so like i'm nothing and then august you know the boss's son who's now booking fort worth is like hey can you work in that fort worth this weekend and i was like yes i can and he's only seen me like he's seen me pretty much where i was just awkward and uncomfortable and everything and at 2009 i was like this is it was like a week or two before my three-year anniversary in comedy and i'm like sitting there just like you know maybe you know maybe this is never gonna happen nobody wants maybe i'm just not that you know this isn't meant to be what do you you know i was at that questioning phase of how much more can i go yeah and then i got that call and i'm like all right we can do this and i absolutely had a great set i work with dale jones who's along the east coast atlantic coast does amazing work yeah i'm guessing we yeah we got some company running through the background there <laughs> well that's good so that kind of rekindled your your yeah comic uh it definitely it definitely was like okay because when you don't get any work or anything, you wonder how good your work is because all you have is open mic and everything else to kind of go off of. Right. You don't have any kind of validation. You don't have people come up and say, oh my God, you're doing really well. Yeah. And so I did that and he comes off, he goes, man, put you in front of 10 people, you struggle. He's like, put you in front of 300, you, you crushed it. And from there, I hosted for from 2009 to like 20. 13 oh wow damn i was a host. one good set yeah it just That's all it took it was one good set and i could time myself i had my watch i was like you know I'll, I'll time myself i'll time the show i'll make sure everybody i'm available and i just did really good work and so that's how i got to booking the mcs is because i was so good at it mm-hmm. that they know that i know what needs to be done yeah awesome so since then you feel like you've picked up more steam though oh yeah because that seems like a pretty big step for you in your journey as a comedian yeah but you've you've done bigger things than that yeah i i feel like i am i'm i've gotten to where i'm really good and it's just one of those things where it's like i know there's not there's going to be some few bad sets like yeah uh, but i'm okay with it Mm -hmm. and i just enjoy going up yeah yeah well, you gotta, you gotta have those bad sets. I mean, yeah. listening to, it's every every comedian has a podcast now, right? Well, some do. I, think, I don't know of think all it, of them. I think it's everybody. <laughs> but it feels like it. But. If if you listen to, you know, the 
the, the guys uh, that that most people would regard as the, the top level comedians and and telling their stories through their podcast, they've all had terrible terrible sets yeah. and it to 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 say sets that makes it sound like it just happened once or twice but i mean they go through years of that right and then even the the guys that succeed and get netflix specials they will still go up and have terrible sets so that's just part of it right yeah and that makes them probably a lot better of a comedian after that's said and done it it does i think just going up and having no response is something to build on is that you get comfortable with that so that when it happens in real life you're unfazed yeah because it's got to be soul crushing if you're not used to it right? oh yeah it's well, it's just panic <laughs> it just becomes sheer panic right it'd be just like you know losing control of your car like it's sheer panic you yeah know, like okay what do i you know how do i stop how do i how do i how do i get this like we've all had the dream have you ever had to, like a dream where you're in the car oh, yeah. but you're in the passenger seat and there's no driver and you're trying the whole dream is you trying to get into the driver's seat and for some reason you just can't I have panic dreams like that almost every other night yeah it's just that's normal for me that's that's how I sleep but that's but that's <laughs> that's what going up and bombing in front of a, a crowd feels like it right. feels like you're in the passenger seat of a car and you're trying to Jesus you know <laughs> and you're and you can you know you can see like everything the road is and your car is doing this, but you haven't hit anything yet, and you like you just got to get over into the driver's seat somehow. Yeah, yeah, that sounds terrible. And you're like, it's, first you're grabbing the steering wheel and just panically. Palms are starting to sweat a little bit. You talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only dream I can equate it to. It's just that I've had those dreams where I was just sitting in the passenger of a car, and I was like, how? What is happening? Why is no way? Or you're in the back seat. And you're like, why is no my drive? I got to drive. You, you know, I should be driving. Why am I back here in the back seat? Yeah. So you, I saw pictures, and I think you mentioned her name earlier. But you know, Kate Greathouse. Yeah. Actually, as she is known. Yes, actually, her boyfriend Zach is my episode sixty-one. That's okay. That's where I saw that today. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, and he's a comedian as well. Yes. But y'all kind of hit the same venues. Um. Every some, once in a while. Every once in a while, we do mm-hmm. Kate has her own i guess rotation of show uh, places that she goes i have my own rotation zach has his yeah and so we'll overlap at some and right and stuff like that so it's it's a fun it's fun we all we're again this big dysfunctional family so yeah. there are people some people you just don't talk to other people you do and you know other people you're just polite and just, yeah yeah sure cool mm. <laughs> just, it's just it's like you always have that one person you know that, that gets whispers about and then they're there and it's like oh Hey, there's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's nothing malicious. It's right. just, oh yeah, it, it's its own subculture. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I wouldn't surprise to see Kate pop up on on something that that you had posted because it's got to be kind of a a pretty tight knit group throughout the DFW area. I'm sure that you probably know ninety percent of the the people that come up on a regular basis. Yes. Yeah. So that's cool. But uh, one thing that I'd ask Kate about, and I'd, I'm curious to see what your response is going to be. We were at Hyenas, um, me and Morgan, about, oh shit, this must have been a month ago now. Mm-hmm. But we went to the late show because it was conducive to our schedule. Okay. We have since decided we will never go to the late show again. <laughs> but anyway. Who are you going to see? And we couldn't remember the name of this guy uh, last time I brought him up. Uh, it was a guy from Kansas. He puts his uh, 
he puts his episode or his specials on vinyl and he had those for sale where's glasses kansas has a podcast that doesn't help oh, chris porter is it chris porter i'd be willing to bet it's chris porter probably i don't know that sounds right but uh yes so kate promised me that she was gonna figure this out (laughs) sorry kate um but anyway he just he got slaughtered um during that late night performance the room just started picking him apart and it was the wildest thing i'd ever seen because one i've never seen a venue allow a crowd to get that out of control that is him, that's Chris Porter. Porter. Okay, he's a good friend. He's really cool. Oh, and that's what I was. I have to put that into this whenever I'm bringing this up. Chris Porter was hilarious, and he did a great job with crowd control up to a point. But whenever it got it got to the point where the heckling was coming from every end of the room, and at one point Chris turns around, and he goes, "Can I get the fucking light?" And whenever he said that, I just went, "Oh no, he's lost all control. <laughs> we are effed." <laughs> and and that can happen. That's I've never seen it. I've never seen anything that crazy before. And I was a little bit embarrassed because this is my home. Yeah. And for Chris to come down here, and the guy obviously doesn't like Texans anyway. He was making like these little subtle like anti-Texan comments anyway. And I think that might be how he lost the room. But regardless of that, he already doesn't like Texans. And here they are showing their full ass in a in a room full of people from the area mm-hmm. and i was so embarrassed i'm I, I meant to send him an email apologizing on behalf of the room <laughs> but it was terrible it was the worst thing. so what what does a comedian need to do or is there any way for somebody to avoid that there are different tactics some people like they're going to be comics that will engage and that in some in as a headliner you probably have to because you're they're there for you. The problem with the thing with Chris is he's so good, and that's what people come to is they want they want to see certain things, or they want to see new stuff, and then they get frustrated when they see the same thing. And because I work with him, I would say in like not this last September, but last August. Yeah. Like right as we reopened from the pandemic, he came down like August 2020. Yeah. And they were like, you know, you don't do any new stuff. He said, man, we. And we've just been sitting in our fucking houses for nine yeah. months. Yeah. Like there is no new stuff. There's buddy. no way to work. There's it out. nothing. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I I'm doing what I can do. Yeah. yeah. That comment was actually made that night. Somebody said something about, you know, do, do new material or, you know, something to that effect. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. And awful. And that's, and he and Chris is probably work and to Chris's credit, I'm sure he is working on some new stuff. Yeah. But there there is also he does live sh- live stuff on Instagram yeah. and things like that. So you, it adds up. Like I like I have a full time job and then I also do a podcast and then I do stand up. Yeah. And it's like how do I find time to, to edit a TikTok? How do I have find time to post on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And write jokes and do all this in a in a in a day and still get somehow get eight hours maybe eight hours of sleep it's yeah it gets to a point where you run out of ideas and you have to re you have to let life happen to kind of refresh and yeah. cleanse the palate so you can you can find something new do you feel like because this this was i'm paraphrasing and and don't hold me to it but kate said something to the effect and i agreed with her that you've got a whole new crop of uh patrons now there's people that maybe they never had gone to a comedy club before 
COVID, but they've been sitting in their house watching Netflix specials. And then now that the clubs are open again, they're going out for the first time to comedy clubs and they have no effing idea how to act. Do you feel like that's been kind of a, a thing lately? No, I think it's a, that, uh, that is the late show can, that can happen, especially when you got a comic that people get emotional for Like there isn't a, there's an emotional thing of, Oh, this is Chris Porter. He's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're going to have a great time. And he's loud. And he is, you know, he's going to talk and, and chatter away. And he's going to relate to us. And yeah. everybody wants to be a part of the show. And they'll just, it's just certain comics elicit that. Yeah. Other comics, you can go there on a late show and they will be silent as lambs. And it's just it's just the kind of attitude that Chris comes across as. As Chris comes across as a good old boy, yeah. And so they feel comfortable. <laughs> hey, buddy, you know I've been there with you. Yeah. You know they they want to say they want to say something, and they don't yeah. mean to be assholes. Yeah. But Chris portrays himself as kind of an asshole, so yeah. they were like, "Oh, I got something for you." Well, and I I feel like that crowd robbed every ticket paying customer of a great show because Chris's set was solid as hell and I loved it and for for the people complaining like do new material first of all shut your fucking mouth but secondly that's like you know you read a book your favorite author you read the new book and then you go to like a bookstore to listen to them read a couple of chapters or part mm-hmm. of the book and then you're yelling at them you know read new stuff like this is my book this is the yeah. art that you came to hear but you want no that's so asinine anyway the whole thing just had me pissed off and uh, uh i just feel bad for chris <laughs> chris if you're listening i'm so sorry on behalf of fort worth <laughs> texas that was bullshit and uh I, I hope that never happened i hope i never see that again that was crazy i mean it can happen but you know it's just it's interesting Some comics can handle it you know better than others sometimes yeah. it's just there's no handling it he it's, did great crowd work like in yeah. the beginning he did probably 15 solid minutes of hilarious crowd work but it just got to be too much yeah there were too many holes in the boat yeah i was there i think a week or two before because i was there like with liz mealy did you hear about this like were people talking about that Mm-mm. i just okay. i I've, I've seen it happen firsthand yeah i'm sure i've experienced it and that's just sometimes, like I said, when you when you're that relatable, people can't they can't hold it in because yeah. they think, oh my god, this is my moment. I'm not going to be able to talk to him out there. He's going to be gone. This is my moment to kind of talk to Chris and be, you know, like him, be like high five, brother. And it just goes sa- sideways. And then you know they don't want to in front of their date feel like, oh, you're that Got punked. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the <laughs> asshole now, you know. And so they it continues. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll have women that pipe up for their boyfriends at that point, and you know, then they yeah. start chiming in like, "Fuck you, you snowflake, whatever." It happened on Thursday when I was on on the show. Like there was this one lady sitting in the front row just chatting away. This is your show with the three twenty five. I did a three twenty five on Thursday, and where we three comics do twenty five minutes, and then okay. as a host, and a, we did a guest spot. But there was just a lady talking, and I just my my tactic is just to plow over you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do such good material that I'm gonna drown you out. I don't have to I don't have to acknowledge you because so you don't engage. If I acknowledge you, then you're I'm giving, giving them control, especially when you go up first. Now, if I'd gone up last, 
maybe I, I i try to address it kind of like hey man i know you guys are celebrating an anniversary because you're wearing matching t-shirts and he looks really sad and so <laughs> i would just ask if you could just you know keep the comments until you get to the car then have your fight you know do then have whatever a marital argument you guys want to have yeah and that'll be that'd be fine with me i just but i just start steamrolling people yeah and i just i just go with material and i just get i have the room laughing so hard that they can't hear yeah damn uh. so that's the goal anyway sometimes it doesn't work and i just kind of take a deep breath and i just keep going and like hey this is what's happening i'm not giving you the satisfaction of yeah getting my attention yeah. my attention is for everybody and your attention is supposed to be on me yeah that crowd work stuff though is it's pretty funny as it long is. as it doesn't go the way i saw it if you're on netflix you can look up todd berry todd berry he does some he does a he ha, I, on cd he on app, you can download it he has a crowd work tour mm -hmm. where he just goes to various cities and he does crowd, nothing but crowd work the whole show yeah and it there the bits are pretty funny there are some funny moments and stuff of things people say that they stick their foot in their mouth or whatever and <laughs> and he works with that and where he's talking like where he talks to a guy and the guy's like i'm a comedian and he's like oh he's like yeah he's like oh you're, you're a comedian funny i didn't pick up on that and just <laughs> you know and then he starts talking like you know like are you working today no oh i got you know some comedians don't work oh wait i'm working today you know like just <laughs> i'll have to check him out yeah todd berry is one of my faves and he's real funny he's got some really clever stuff he usually opens for like bill burr and stuff like that and then he'll do like he doesn't like to do mainstream comedy clubs like he likes to go to places little, like hyenas and stuff when i'm in hyenas like he likes to go to little theaters and little like hole in the wall bars that holds yeah. two or 300 people and he'll do that for one night and then he'll leave he has a he has a book i can loan you it's uh thanks for coming to hattiesburg whatever and it's just a documentary of him going to these various cities and uh -huh. doing and just doing the stand-up is it kind of like the shit that he ran into no, or it's it's things like you know like i don't like to i want a clean bathroom i want oh you know i want bottled water and a room a green room that i can be separate from the audience yeah and sometimes like they can't provide you know it's like you know you think you know this is unacceptable and yeah it's just it's learning the little things and nuances and being like also like how do you put your foot down and say no this is not right this is not good enough i want better than this or now now you're difficult yeah now people don't want to book you maybe well it's not even that it's just like the he has an agent and so he'll he'll all the agent will find them bookings but at the same time it's up to the venue to accommodate the comic like yeah. when chris says you know haven't we got the light yet you know hyenas <laughs> are doing the best they can i'm sure to get yeah. everything squared away so right. we get out of here sometimes systems you know require you know stuff to be done checks to be ran and things like that yeah it's no one's fault but the audience really that's that's the fact yeah don't try to smooth it over you people just need to shut the hell up <laughs> yeah. oh i can ask jimmy about that i was like what, what jimmy was there yeah jimmy was the opener jimmy yeah the firefighter yeah we were talking about him dude he was hilarious 
I told Kate, I was like, he fist bumped me on the way out. Made me feel real cool. So now I'm a Jimmy for Life fan. <laughs> Jimmy Nelson, he's awesome. Need to go, need to go back and see some more Jimmy. Uh, we need to go see you too. So uh, I've got your lineup. I shared it the other day, but what are the locations here in the future that you're playing locally? Um, locally, I am not playing anything anytime soon unless something, like I said, just random happens. Right. Because I work so much over the summer, I would feel guilty. Like, hey, what about December? Yeah. And so, like, I will, I will probably be, it'll probably be next year sometime, but I will be in Wichita, Kansas, January 2nd through the 6th. And then after that, I will be in Oklahoma City the next weekend. Okay. Cool. So, just kind of light for the rest of the year. You're going to be spending some time working on. I'm also doing other a show stuff. in Midland in, in December. So, that's my other one. I don't know if we have any listeners in Midland. <laughs> <laughs> you, does the internet even go that far? <laughs> it does. There, there's people. And so, hopefully, you know, I will sell some shirts there. I did very well with Liz Mealy. She was awesome. And that was September 17th weekend, I believe. Nice. And so, that was an awesome weekend. I sold. 38 t-shirts oh damn yeah it was it was a really fun weekend i was i sold out my t-shirts and stuff and so is there a place on your on your website for swag no swag Swag at this point no swag just yet gotta get it at the show yes okay all right all right well uh make sure you let me know whenever you're gonna be doing local stuff too I'll, i'll keep promoting your other stuff but um definitely let me know when you're doing something local i'd like to come see you what's what's your go-to club Usually Hyenas Fort Worth is if, yeah. if I wanted you to see me somewhere it would be Hyenas Fort that Worth. That is awesome. Very good. Hyenas Dallas is also really good, but Hyenas Fort Worth is where if my next weekend I'm gonna low key try to get my other podcast buddy uh Travis mm-hmm. to do my audio and okay. we'll try to record a CD over the weekend. Very cool. Just as a middle act because I just, I like doing it as a middle act because there's nothing I'm trying to remember who was Chris Porter's middle. I'd like to say it was me. Ralph. I just remember Jimmy. Okay. I was drinking. <laughs> well, Jimmy will love the fact that you remember Jimmy. Our, oh, yeah. Everybody remembers Jimmy. And I'm sure the other guys were great, too. It's just... Yeah. But as the he's middle the act... One that, he's the one that fist bumped me, so... Yeah. As the middle <laughs> act, you get... You don't have to do announcements or bring comics up. You get 20 minutes, 20 to 25, 30 minutes of just no distraction. Because as a headliner, you have to... You have to close the show. You have to wait for them to fill out their checks and everything, sign yeah. their name, and yeah. it gets distracting. Yeah. Whereas in the early middle, you've no got all their attention. Yeah. And so I could either do a 325 weekend and just be the first or middle guy in that. Mm-hmm. Or if he wanted to do a headlining thing, I'd do co-headlining, where each of us do 35 yeah. ish. And then I would be like, hey, man, why don't you close the show? And I would just take the early spot. Yeah. And just do my thing. Yeah. Got it got it pretty well figured out. Well, I've I've gotten it now to where I've got three different twenty fives. I always try to mix it up because I never want to be twenty five minute sets. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to like That's right, you tell me about this. I like to pick and play. Like I yeah. like to be able to just put things together that I wouldn't normally like grocery shopping. Like, oh yeah. let's put this here and not and not feel like I have a rehearsed yeah. like I guess what I would call like the Gettysburg address of comedy because some people you know unfortunately there are some comics that just have like a line by line a Gettysburg of go with me on this people no one's no one no one is not gone with no one there's no there's, everybody's listening to you no one's not, not going with you yeah 
let some people have that. And I'm like, I never want to feel like I have to say everything the same way. Yeah. A la carte comedy, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like what it is. And yeah. so it's like, oh, because it'll be like certain things I'll forget or I will go on such a rant that I'll be like, oh, shit, I totally <laughs> forgot half of this stuff because there's just so much to it. And it's just like, oh, well, I'll just do it differently next time. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, keep me apprised of, uh, local de- dates and times and locations. Um, I'd also, I'm going to be looking for more com- uh, comedians. Kate was great. You're awesome. I love having you guys on the show. So if any of your other buddies want to, I told Kate, uh, I will come to you. This is all mobile. It yeah. all comes with me. I can put it in a bag and bring it to you. So if y'all want to set up in a green room or a, a hallway, this thing, I've even got a battery pack yeah. for this thing now. We don't even need power. So okay. I can meet you somewhere. So if you want to do a thing with another comedian or, and Jimmy, I, I want Jimmy. I got to yeah. get Jimmy. Okay. I'll <laughs> let him know. Like, he, he usually does a fire service in Dallas, but. Oh, wow. But yeah, he, like in Bishop Arts area, like yeah. literally in the same area that my other podcast was yeah. in, the et cetera podcast. He literally, he like, that's his fire station areas. Like, yeah. in, like that area. Yeah. This is like the rescue pod. This is not where we should do this. We should always be doing this like at places so if i get uh, meet you guys somewhere that's always better for yeah. me this maybe, is fine there's nothing wrong maybe with if this, they're doing but. a fort worth weekend like before the show yeah. you can like meet them like maybe in sundance square or 100%, something percent. yes it, we could even do this in a car i think <laughs> <laughs> not that that wouldn't raise some yeah. eyebrows but uh, <laughs> cops get called i don't know they've been sitting there talking for an hour they're just <laughs> they got headsets on yeah. so i just thought i'd call the cops that's the beauty of like my like I said me doing it through Zoom I'm like oh I can do people across the country like I've I've had so many people that are like yeah we should you know Zoom and I'm like "Mm, no I like this yeah which is a hard sell you know COVID era (laughs) All right, brother well I appreciate you coming out you're always welcome on the show Um, anytime you got like a grocery list of uh shows coming up and you want to promote them come out here let's hang out and do it i'll be every fort worth show i will i'll bring food next time i feel like we'd be better off with like a cheese plate or something okay this is the first oh you're the first one to do this in here oh. I'm, st- I'm still setting this up but it's uh you're the you're the first person to be in the podcast safe uh lifeboat that's awesome <laughs> it- yeah, don't look that direction. That's why the camera's this way. Yeah. I was just like looking back here to see. <laughs> yeah, the closet doors. I was like, I'll I'll close that. And then I was like, no, no, no. The clothes will catch some of the the, the echo. So, so is this some of this? Is that your. Yeah, it's a little bit of our overflow clothing. A lot of winter clothes in there. Okay. So <laughs> that's why it's open. As y'all are getting ready to switch out your closets for the. No, room. like I literally kept it open because I thought it might takes grab some more sound because the walls are still pretty bare i still got to put some stuff up so <laughs> that's one thing about my apartment is it's like soundproof perfectly because it's downstairs right it's it's flat surfaces though i i've read up on this like anything and everything in here is flat so yeah and the fact you're in the middle helps because if you're Does near it? a wall like you oh get that, yeah you get that like loudness yeah the echo kinda, from the wall so you, in the middle it's a small room but it works yeah <laughs> All right, Ryan. Thanks again. And uh, always welcome on the show. And Fort Worth Roots, thank you all for watching. And we will see you next week.
Another big thank you to Ryan for coming back on the show. Dude, you are welcome on Fort Worth Roots anytime. Thank you. If this is y'all's first time checking out Fort Worth Roots, you can find us on all the major podcast players. You can email me if you have questions about the show or you got comments. Media at fortworthroots.com. And yes, we also have a YouTube channel. So you can stare at our faces if you're into that kind of thing. Got some big stuff coming up. I don't want to tell you about it. I'm one of those guys that uh, I don't count those chickens till the eggs hatch. You know what I mean? So I just kind of wait. Wait, and if it happens, great. <laughs> I'll tell you about it then. This thing's got a lead time on it too anyway, so I've got some time to tell you about it after the recording happens. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate every single episode that you stream or download. That's all I got. I will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.